Welcome to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This episode was recorded live right here in Los Angeles. Friend of the court, Amy Mann, is our musical guest. It was a great show. Let's go to the stage at the Bootleg Theater for some live justice. Los Angeles, California, you've come to us desperate for justice. We're here at the Bootleg Theater to deliver it. Let's bring out our first set of litigants. Please welcome Tali and Shira to the stage. Tonight's case, Family Freud. Tali brings the case against her sister, Shira. Shira thinks Tali shouldn't invite her therapist to her wedding. Tali thinks she should. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. The most beautiful quality of a true friendship is to understand and be understood with absolute clarity. Now, before we begin, you must all be warned. Nothing here is vegetarian. Bon appetit. Bail of Jesse Thorne, swear them in. Tali and Shira, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his therapist is Dr. Jepson S. Malort? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Judge Hodgman? You may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I quoted when I entered this fake courtroom in Los Angeles? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Tolly, why don't you guess first? Are you Tolly? Yes. Well, I just said. Why don't you guess first? <laughs> Shaking your head no is not an answer. It's uh, not, not a good answer for, the, for this podcast, for sure. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but I'm going to say Freud. You're going to say Freud? <laughs> yeah. All right. I am definitely writing that down. Every letter. There we go. Not just moving my fingers around. Now... Shira, you are the sister, mm-hmm. and uh, what, what is your guess? Um, I'm going to go with Carl Jung. Carl Jung. We watch a lot of Frasier. Yeah, <laughs> both, and indeed all guesses are wrong. <laughs> I was quoting the famous psychiatrist, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, of course, was a psychiatrist in uh, Maryland. Uh, <laughs> Specifically, I was quoting Hannibal Lecter as played by Mads Mikkelsen in the incredible TV version created by Brian Fuller. If you have not seen it, you watch it. The mo- you would not believe that they put that on broadcast television. And then broadcast television is like, oh, what the hell are we doing? Let's cancel this right away. Uh, and you may know that it, as in that, in that show, in that retelling of the Hannibal Lecter story, Hannibal Lecter became very good friends with Will Graham. Uh, the FBI investigator, and it did not turn out well. (laughs) So this is what we're talking about. Should you become friends with your psychiatrist because they might frame you for murder and then try to eat you? (laughs) So, Tali, you are getting married. Mm -hmm. To your therapist? No. Oh, to whom? Oh, this is the fellow here? Yeah. What is your name, sir? Joe. Joe. Congratulations. Um, I'm glad that your opinion does not matter here, obviously. (laughs) Somehow, the dispute of whether or not Tolly's therapist should come to your wedding 
is between Tali and her sister Shira, is that correct? Yes. Yes. So Tali, tell me, uh, you know, I don't, I, tell me about your relationship with your therapist. How long have you, and I don't want to get too personal, but I need to know some basic facts. Uh, uh, what are you seeing her for? What medications are you on? <laughs> No, um, obviously you have something more than a simple therapist-client relationship, uh, and you want to invite your therapist who is, um, what pronouns does this person use? Uh, he. He pronouns? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to invite him to your wedding. How come? Uh, <laughs> well, we sort of developed a friendship. Oh, and yes. We <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe and I have actually attended concerts with him and his wife. It's not like a flirtatious This is no, getting even more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I regret everything. Um, <laughs> but you live here in Los Angeles? No, we live in San Diego. In San Diego, all right. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Boundaries San are more fluid in San Diego, I think. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to, con what concerts are you going to go see? Uh, we've been to Andrew Day. Okay. And some other ones that I can't remember. You can't remember, now. okay. <laughs> so how long have you been in a relationship with your therapist? A therapeutic uh, relationship, a clinical relationship? About two and a half years. Two and a half years? Things are moving very fast. <laughs> At what point did you, were you in therapy and you're like, hey, you wanna, you wanna go see a concert with my husband? <laughs> um, he actually, there was an artist that I really liked, Andrew Day, and I wanted to go, but I couldn't afford it, so he ripped up my copay check and said, we're going to this concert, and you have to go as well. The, wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whose side are you on? I can't tell. I cannot. What, what is the therapist's name, or give me a name? No. <laughs> <laughs> he know, will we'll move, and this whole show will be moot, I'm sure. We'll call him Dr. Dr. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> what were you going to say? Dr. Cool. I was going to suggest Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> Um. Well, you know what? We'll come Dr. Fraser Cool. Okay, great. All right, I'm listening. So, <laughs> I think you should give his name because he's going to get a lot of business now because all these people are going to be like, yeah, I've not been feeling so great and I kind of don't have the money <laughs> to, to fly to England <laughs> to see band. I can't think of a single goddamn band right now. Ryan, what's the name of the band? The Who. The Who. <laughs> England, first thing you thought? All right, yeah. The Who. I can't, I can't, I'm, I've been depressed a little bit. I can't, I can't get the money together to go on the Jonathan Colton cruise. And he was like, I am tearing up your copay and reaching in my wallet to give you all the money in the world. No wonder you want him to come to the wedding. You owe him. You like him, you owe him. Joe, you like you like Dr. Fraser Cool? Yes. All right, so sure, this is great. Mm. Oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you for making your disdain audible for the podcast. <laughs> Appreciate that. Now let's move to words. What is what is your issue with the obviously fast and probably professionally troubling relationship? Mostly yeah, it's it's tr troubling. It makes me very uneasy how quickly boundaries became fluid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, besides the concerts, he would text her randomly about music that he liked. 
at various times yeah, like in the, the day. Who. <laughs> like the Who. Artie Shaw, <laughs> Stephen Foster, Billy Bragg, Tom Waits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was always uneasy with her having him as a therapist in general. So uh, when I found out that she wanted to have him at the wedding, it, was, it made me much more uneasy. So uh, what, what, do you, what do you guys do in life? Uh, I do neuroscience research and I'm a doula. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're in neuroscience research, you must be pretty bored. You might, you probably, probably you need to have an incredibly challenging hobby. <laughs> That's great, amazing. And Shira? Um, I also work in science um, at a biotech company for um, working on a cure for cystic fibrosis. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, weirdly specific answer, but... <laughs> so, do you also live in San Diego? Yes. Are you guys very close? Yes. Okay. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> have, you, have you explained to Tali why this is troubling to you? And even if you have, could you look at her and explain <laughs> it to her now? Um, <clears throat> I think that the lack of boundaries that this professional authority figure has with you is not healthy and could lead to potentially getting murdered and eaten. Oh! <laughs> it could go that far. And I don't want that to happen because I love you. Oh, don't throw that into this. <laughs> don't, don't throw I love you into this. She already one-upped doula with cystic fibrosis. <laughs> Dr. Fraser Cool has already instructed me that your love for me is a fiction. <laughs> and that I must disconnect from you immediately. <laughs> and travel the world with him and his... He is a partner as well. Did you mm-hmm. mention that you go to this He has a concert? wife. He has a wife. And it's just going to be the four of them from now on, Shira. <laughs> and you're out. <laughs> Do you, ha- do, you, do you have a partner, a cool therapist in your life? Um, I have a husband who is very cool. Yeah. All right, good. But you guys are going to be all alone. Say goodbye to Shira because this is the end. I mean, no. <laughs> Let the record show be- that Shira happily is waving goodbye to her sister. If you're listening at home, you Will see you that. be my new maid of honor? Will I be your new maid of honor? No, because I have uh, ethics. I mean, <laughs> is Dr. Fraser Cool? Uh, not that this makes a huge difference, but what kind of therapist is he? Is he a, a, a doctor of psychology or a psychiatrist or more a life coachy kind of <laughs> guy you met on a street corner? <laughs> he's, so a he's a psychologist. He's a psych. He's a You go to an office and not a yes. coffee shop, yes. right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I literally know a guy here in Los Angeles who, in fact, he's talked about it on my show, so I think I can throw him under the bus. Max Fun host Dave Holmes, Dave Holmes has an awesome therapist that he loves who only sees him out on the waves on their boards, man. <laughs> but, Jesse, that's yeah. A, super cool, but also there is an established therapeutic boundary. He only sees him out on the waves. I, uh, 
I consulted with a, a, a therapist that I know about this to see if there was anything that I didn't, like whether there was a blanket rule of not fraternizing with patients. And in fact, there isn't. I mean, there are gray areas and, and there is a certain amount of fraternizing, but it, lots of therapists will not do it because they think that it violates the clinical purity of seeing the person in one context and not crossing that therapeutic slash friendship blood-brain barrier. Also because it's a hassle for them. Sure, right. <laughs> um, I've seen What About Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, I mean, it is an unusual thing, I think. Uh, does any, is anyone here a psychologist or anyone know? And do you have, someone is being pointed at against her will by... <laughs> Her newsy hub husband. <laughs> what, what By the way, her it? husband, one of multiple newsies in the immediate vicinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, a newsy son and his newsy dad. Yeah. Uh, by the way, older newsy dad, you've been working really hard to get my attention from, from the stage. I see you have a copy of Vacation Land. I see you have a Kung Pao Finance Factory t-shirt. <clears throat> I love you but I gotta stay up here. <laughs> there are other humans here too, and I need to think about all of them, but I, I love you, Dad. So, let the record show, for those listening at home, there is a therapist in the audience, a marriage and family therapist, and because this is a podcast and we, you, don't, you are not microphoned, what is your opinion on this, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down. <laughs> Thumbs yes. down with a bullet. <laughs> and go ahead. I will say, when I heard the headline, I was like, awesome, that's really cool. Like, therapeutic relationship is super special. Like, absolutely show up to the, wet, the, the wedding. But um, the practice in general is to avoid dual relationships. Dual, right. So let the record show if you didn't hear. Uh, what, is, what is your name? Emily. Do <laughs> Dr. Emily. No, 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 no. Not Dr. Emily? Master, Master Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Master Emily in the audience is a family uh, and, and marriage counselor uh, ma ma mentioned the term MFT, marriage and family therapist ma marriage and family therapist, thank you uh, a master of marriage and family therapy an MMFT <laughs> and also MMA, right? yeah <laughs> and also uh, were you doing also an L7? <laughs> Licensed. Licensed. Okay, got it. And this is, you're supposed to avoid a dual relationship. A dual which relationship. A dual relationship is when a, a married couple meets another <laughs> couple that they find very attractive. <laughs> Shira, have you ever had uh, a therapist? Yes. And how was that relationship? Did you go to concerts with them and... Go on, go on well, baseball dates? <laughs> Do you cosplay together at the San Diego Comic-Con? <laughs> trying to think of anything I know about San Diego. N no, I will was say... Was it the San Diego chicken? <laughs> it was not the San Diego chicken. Mm -hmm. um, was it a person wearing shorts? <laughs> Probably at some point. Yeah. Now, what um, was that like for you? Well, actually, my former neighbor is a therapist... And by coincidence, 
I was referred to a therapist from a friend who happened to be the neighbor's friend that I had met at a party. <laughs> um, and then I started seeing her and recognized that she was at the party. And But then we continued and didn't hang out outside of therapy sessions. But I guess the lesson is therapists are everywhere. You don't even know. <laughs> There's one in the True. audience right now. They're like True. newsies in that sense. <laughs> is this, Shira, is this, is, is this invitation part of a bigger issue that you have with your sister, a bigger worry that you have with your sister? What else worries you about Tali? Um, I think in general she uh, has a big open heart, which is great, except... Terrible. I rule against it. <laughs> But uh, uh, um, let the record reflect that Tali did a yeah I've got a big open heart <laughs> shimmy dance. Um, I think that sometimes uh, she can be taken advantage of because of it, and I feel protective over her, and so it concerns me. Have you been taken advantage of before, and did Shira protect you from it, Tali? Maybe. Shira, do you want to say whatever the story yes. is? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, mostly an ex-girlfriend that was uh, not very good to her. Okay. And do you, do you think that Shira is right? Are you a little bit too open-hearted? Yes. Okay. And is this something you might be discussing with Dr. <laughs> Fraser Cool? Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, don't you think it's interesting that he then suggested, let's hang out together all the time? Because <laughs> this might be part of his therapy? Is this some... What do you foresee? Ha so you just... You just you, you, how, how long have you and Joe been together? Uh, about two Five and a half years. <laughs> two years. Two years. And now you're, and now you're getting married. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Uh, what's going to happen at the ceremony? Is your therapist going to marry you? <laughs> No. Is your therapist going to be, since I refused, will your therapist be your maid of honor? <laughs> Probably. What if, the therapist, what if the therapist was the ring bearer? That is already spoken for. Okay. So any special role for the therapist in this wedding, or he's just going to hang around with his wife? Uh, is his wife even invited? Because that let's make it extra weird. <laughs> his wife is invited, and they have already RSVP'd, oh. which is... What makes this more stressful because she wants me to uninvite somebody that has already RSVP'd to my wedding? Well, <laughs> this does speak to standing. Shira, yes. it's Tolly's wedding. <laughs> I mean, even if Dr. Fra Dr. and Mrs. Fraser Cool had not already RSVP'd, it's, it's, which makes it a, you know, they've committed. Yes. And it's extra awkward for her to say, <laughs> my, my sister says I can't have you. My sister in a podcast ganged up on me. <laughs> then Dr. Fraser Cool would be like, no problem, I see you will be in therapy forever. Thank you. <laughs> you have not established that you have standing to bring this case to this court. You are not being harmed. You are not, uh, there is no injustice being visited upon you. Presumably it's not a question of the therapist is invited and you're not, because it's only one spot left. <laughs> then I would very happily rule in your favor, because that would be extra weird. Uh, what, how, what, what business is it of yours? Um, well, <laughs> uh, it's not that I 
am saying that she's not allowed to. I'm just voicing my concern and uh, feeling of unease. Mm-hmm. Through the medium of binding <laughs> comic arbitration? Yes, but she submitted the case. Right. You want me to rule... If I were to rule in your favor, you want me to tell Shira to buzz off and mind her own business. Yes. I want, I'm paying for the wedding, so right. I want control over the guest list. Right, of course. And for the therapy. <laughs> and for the therapy. Sometimes. Quick, Shira, who, who else do you want to ban from your sister's wedding? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the first I'm hearing about this. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to have someone in mind. Um, well, I don't want to say <laughs> on the podcast. Here, just, to me, just whisper it to me. We won't put it on the podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally. That, that guy cannot go. <laughs> We're talking about the newsy dad, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to keep that information to myself for now, Tali, because it gives me leverage over you. I don't know when I'm able to use that in the future. Just like your therapist is collecting all sorts of personal information. Well, let me, and if I were to rule in your favor, the therapist... No. No? I've, I think um, a nice compromise would be that he can attend the ceremony, but not the reception. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. No? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, there's one thing that's a little unclear before I go into my chambers. I just want to understand this. The timeline. You have been in, a, uh, in therapy with Dr. Fraser Cool for? Like two and a half years. And you've been seeing your husband for? Two years. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if it's possible that your husband is Dr. Fraser Cool or not. <laughs> I'd be super cool to invite his wife then. So Dr. Frey Frey precedes Joe in your life. Yes. He's seen your entire relationship blossom. Yes, and has supported our relationship. Right, because he wants to go to that sweet wedding. (laughs) Is he the one who's like, you know what, I think you should really get married and invite me. Let me at those beef medallions. (laughs) (laughs) The most most elaborate form of wedding crashing of all time. (laughs) It truly is a criminal mastermind. Sorry, you're a doula. Let me at those dehydrated placenta capsules. No. <laughs> Doula's rule. <laughs> Doula's rule. Um, tell me about your wedding. Like, just so that I know. Just so I know what I'm missing. Because I'm not going, because I respect boundaries. Where is it going to be held? San, uh, San Diego Comic Con? No. At a hotel in San Diego. At a hotel in San Diego? And what, are you going to have a band, a DJ? What? Uh, just a DJ because I'm my family's is really so we'll have some belly dancing and Ooh. then like white 80s pop for him yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> sounds like fun sounds like a wedding I'd like to go to it's Beatles themed <laughs> Joe come to the come to the stage oh god oh I'm so sorry <laughs> hi Joe how are you great this is just between you and me <laughs> This is this conversation is privileged. You understand because it's our it's our professional relationship as your judge. Sure. Do, do Joe, you ha- to make it official, you have to give John a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, Ryan, do you have a dollar to give to Joe to give to me? Thank you. Thank you. In consideration of one dollar. Used to be five cents. Now it's gone up to a dollar. Uh, what do you think about this? You want, the, you want to have this guy at your wedding? Absolutely. No second doubts? No? No? Is this guy a creep or what? He's not. No. Just another quick question. Do you need any help? Do you need... Is there anything you can't say right now? I'll blink twice when it's time. Let the record show that he did not blink at all. I think I heard everything I need to in order to form my decision. I'm going to go into my chambers. I'll be back in a moment with my verdict. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Holly, you brought this case. How are you feeling about your chances? I felt fine until Master Emily over here had to butt in. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I have a fair chance. Shira, how about you? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to win because it's her wedding. <laughs> But sure, you're just doing your big sister duties, right? I mean, yeah. you're you're not you don't have the power to stop the wedding or anything. You're just no. you only have the power to. of your bully pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bully. <laughs> well, we'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about all of this. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict. Uh, one question uh, that I, I w realized I should have asked while I was um, relaxing in my chambers. <laughs> have you discussed the oddness of this with Dr. Fraser Cool? Yes. And what does Dr. Fraser Cool say about it? Does he say, it's cool? <laughs> uh, I mean, he basically kept asking me if it's something that I'm comfortable with it and if it seems like a gray area or something but I don't know we just kind of it is a gray area yeah you know I, I think I, I, I want everyone to be cool and obviously you have someone in your life that is a very positive force I it would seem mm -hmm. you like this person you are able to express yourself to this person and you have bonded with this person to the point that you would like to include them in your regular life most I think I don't want to speak for all therapists but a lot of therapists would put the brakes on that um, mm -hmm. to avoid forming that dual relationship um, for the therapeutic purpose of keeping the, ther the office uh, or the surfboard <laughs> or wherever it is that you're seeking therapy to be a, a place that is about you mm -hmm. and a chance for you to say your words and see the contradictions and see the stories that you're telling yourself and, and grow. A, ther a therapist is supposed to facilitate that you-ness. A friendship is not you, it's us. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that it is very possible that in developing this friendship, you will be compromising your therapeutic relationship and the therapeutic benefit that you have from going to see Dr. Fraser Cool. Because mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're going to go to Dr. Fraser Cool's office and, and you're not going to be saying those words. You just, guys are just going to be chilling out, <laughs> talking about bands, <laughs> looking, at, uh, looking at photos from the wedding, 
and uh, eating snacks. Uh, and that might not be the most, the best therapy for you. However, what Shira may not realize is, it's your life. I mean, <laughs> Shira, are you the older sister? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even an only child could see that. <laughs> it's your life and, and you know, your, your mistakes to make, if it turns out to, to be a mistake, or, or a great victory to have that you can rub and shear his face <laughs> later on when you and Dr. and Mrs. Fraser Cool and Joe all get special San Diego married together <laughs> and travel the world leaving Shira alone with her only one husband. <laughs> then you will be able to say, this is what an open heart buys you in this life, Shira. Enjoy your closed heart. <laughs> You know, in, in consulting with my friend who is a therapist, she had mentioned she had some colleagues who had been invited to weddings and they, they went to the wedding but kind of kept apart and, and then did not go to the reception. It was just a, a, a gesture of inclusion but not a, like, let's do shots, <laughs> you know. I would say this. I will allow you, boy. <laughs> What a monstrous thing to say. It's your, it's your wedding. Invite who you want. I don't, you don't need me to allow it. But since you did bring this case, and, so I'm, and I am finding in your favor, I am nonetheless offering a fake legal order, which is that you seek a second therapeutic opinion. Um, you've talked about it with your therapist, uh, Dr. Fraser Cool. He is not <laughs> about this friendship. And I think you need to talk to him about, like, maybe I should see another therapist who I don't have a friendship with. Um, is there someone you can recommend? And maybe actually don't take his recommendation because he'll just, <laughs> uh, think about it, you're just playing into the long con. <laughs> Shira, you should find someone for uh, 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 Tali to talk to in the therapeutic community to just talk through these issues and get a second opinion on what the risks are. Because I don't know, I don't know what necessarily what they are and I don't know what you're seeking in your therapy. Do you know what I mean? Maybe all you're seeking is a cool, cool guy to hang out with. <laughs> like, that's pretty therapeutic. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. So, sometimes we just need to hang out with a cool guy in a clean office. Like, that's a pretty awesome way to spend an afternoon. I feel better, you know? Like, if that's all it is, great. But maybe what you two should do is get a little family therapy. Maybe the two of you should go to a therapist together, talk this all out, and see if it gives you any insight as to whether, for you, this is an okay therapeutic relationship that, that crosses these boundaries, that blurs these boundaries, or, or if maybe you can remain friends with Dr. Fraser Cool, but instead seek a different therapist or a different course of therapy in order to get what you need, too. So that is my order. This is the sound of a gavel. Jeff Jan Hodgman rules that is all. Our thanks to Annie Gorel and Andrew Brooks for naming this case. Tali, Shira, thank you for joining us on the Judge Jan Hodgman podcast. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts 
at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Well, Jesse Thorne, that was some justice we dispensed. Now it's time for a little palate cleanser, a little wonderful music. Would you please introduce our very special musical guest? NPR Music called her one of the top 10 living songwriters. You may know her from her 1980s band Till Tuesday or as one half of The Both with Ted Leo. Her latest album, Mental Illness, won the 2018 Grammy for Best Folk Album. Please welcome to the stage, Amy Mann. Amy Mann, ladies and gentlemen. Amy Mann. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, guys. I'm here to make you sad. <laughs> you guys are up for it. Radio 
Ladies and gentlemen, keep it going for Amy Mann. Hi, Amy. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. With uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that extra bit of applause that broke out. <laughs> extra okay. applause. I, I, is I got a one. second applause. Thank you for singing that beautiful, beautiful song and incredibly thematically appropriate song. <laughs> for what we were just talking about. You wrote an album called Mental Illness. Yes. Did you hear any of that case that we just heard? Yes. And do you have an opinion or a piece of advice that you'd like to give to Tali, who's sitting right there in the oh, front Oh, I have so, I have so many opinions and advices. <laughs> I mean, the short answer is, obviously, the person whose wedding it is gets to uh, choose the guests. Um, the second short answer is, if you have a concern you get to say it once, and then you just have to let it go and let people have the dignity of their own experience and make their choices. I will say that as a person who doesn't always have great boundaries and finds it difficult to say no, that that, to learning how to say no is a process that happens over a period of years, and sometimes you have to do it in steps. It does make it difficult if the person that you have to say no to is your therapist. <laughs> like, that's kind yeah. of a bind. It may be the maybe yeah. it's the therapist's job to help you on that journey to yeah. being able to set boundaries. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, I'll help you set boundaries, but meanwhile, do you want to get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it uh, in my uh, motorboat. <laughs> Now, Sharon and Tali, you sent in some evidence uh, I was just informed that we did not look at. So I'm not sure whether this will change my mind. Um, it could be some very compelling evidence. Let's take a look at the evidence you sent in. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I like it. Uh, let the record show that... The therapist have... is on the right. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have two photos. One of a cat sunning itself on a trellis. And that's fairly easy to take in. That's exactly, a, <laughs> that's exactly a thing that a human might see and understand what it is. Whereas the photo on the left are two adult humans standing in front of a Christmas tree holding a cat while both of them are wearing rubber cat masks. Now, John, I want to be abundantly clear. This one on the left is certainly a nightmare. It's not because of the cat masks. It's because it's obviously December and the man is wearing flip-flops. <laughs> it does seem to... Uh, that does seem to confirm that the location is San Diego. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Is that Dr. Fraser cool and you? Is that part of your therapy? Oh, Shira, that's you, that's you and your husband in those cat masks? And you want to tell your sister <laughs> about boundaries. Your husband has no boundaries between his toes and me. <laughs> that's adorable, and thank you for sharing your private life with us. I guess there is cosplay in San Diego every day. Is there any other photos in this sequence? Oh, here we go, and some more. Oh, uh, these, are, these are two dog pictures. These are your dogs, Tali. What are their names? Coco and Fergie. Coco and Fergie. They're very adorable. And it looks like Coco has his head trapped in a coffee table. <laughs> I, I hope this had a happy resolution. All these photos will be available, of course, on the Judge John Hodgman page at MaximumFun.org or on our Instagram at Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. If you have not subscribed to it, do it right now. Right now! But meanwhile, Bailiff Jesse Thorne, we have dispensed some justice. I hate to tell you this, but there is still a little bit of injustice in this world. And we're... <laughs> and, and we're gonna... We need to solve it now and quick. This is a segment we call... Swift Justice! Woo! Uh, we'll do it again without me getting scared. <laughs> this is the same one we call Swift Justice. Let's put 15 minutes on the clock and we'll hear as many cases as we can. Please welcome to the stage Emily and Alex. Emily and Alex are our first litigants. Emily, who brings this case before our court? That would be me. Uh, and you are Emily. I am Emily. And Alex? Yes. Yeah, all right, good. Uh, let the record show that Amy Mann is staying with us. She will also be able to judge you. So, I uh, take you. I have your full consent for that. Yes, that's so ordered. Okay, <laughs> Emily, what is uh, what? Is, what justice do you seek from me? Why? What? To just state the nature of the dispute. I would like to get a pet. Okay, so ordered. <laughs> oh, that's not. No, 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 that's no. no. Not... I would normal. I would. If you are just a person living on your own, of course, you can do whatever you want. But I take it you, you guys share a, a, a home and a life? Yes. Correct. All right. And what, and what nature of a life do you share? You are, you are partners, you are spouses, what? We are spouses. You are spouses. Congratulations. Thank Good. You. And you do not want a pet, is that correct? No, that's not the case at all. I've agreed to get a pet. Okay, it's... why are you wasting my time? What's going on? What's, <laughs> she... what's happening? It's the, uh, the order of operations, so to speak. I would like us to... We've already decided, and Emily and I have been together for a long time, mm -hmm. that we were going to start a family together, have children and pets. And uh, I would like to... You want to have children first, first and then pets. yes. How long have you been together? Been together. It'll be nine years in April. And how long have you been married? Since... Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, August. Five, five months. Five oh, months. Oh, congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and why do you want to have children before pets? Uh, I just think that's the optimal way to do that. Yeah, uh, oh, interesting. The well, guy has an idea about... <laughs> hmm, this guy has a theory, the, the guy in the relationship has a theory about... Yeah. He's probably done a spreadsheet and some graphs and figured out <laughs> a theoretical, most optimal way to live life. Okay. My uh, concern is that if we get a pet... Well, obviously having a child is just a much more difficult thing. Do you and think? Are you sure? Yeah, hmm, I wonder. Exactly oh. sure. And... That if we had a pet first, as soon as a human child comes along, that pet's going to be completely ignored. 
Where? Oh. <laughs> We're in mob justice already. I think we've got some pets in the audience. <laughs> Amy Mann, what do you think of these theories and uh, conflicts? Uh, the pet will get ignored when yes. the child comes along. That's the way it is. Um, I think that having a pet is a perfect way to test drive your parenting styles. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why. I do Are you not know why. the concept? Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good concept. The, the, the owner that will let the dog run off the leash, running circles around people, uh, digging up people's gardens. That, that, I think that's that person good. shouldn't be a parent. That, that, it's just, <laughs> I think it will reveal information that then sh- can and should be discussed. Yeah, right. you can make adjustments into how you care for yeah. things that need you. And also, whose feces you're going to be handling? Exactly. Uh, that seems to make sense to me. I mean, usually people and uh, couples have have pets as sort of starter Paniwani children in order to see whether they're capable of loving something other than themselves. That was actually part of the problem I had. Is I I never thought of a pet as a. That's part of the argument Emily would make is that it's a a, a test child. But I I just think you would treat them so differently. I've never made that argument. You, okay. What kind of pet do you want to get, Emily? I well, I want a cat. Yeah. Um, of any age. Sure. Uh, but I know Alex prefers dogs, so I would go for either. I would go it's for. It's a very either. opinionated audience. <laughs> um, and I do not think it would be a test child. I think it would just bring us joy. This could decide everything, Emily. It could bring us joy when we have a child and give them a new pet. Or, or give them a lifelong friend that they'll grow that up with. That baby isn't going to know what a pet is. No, you wait till it's not a baby. That's the... I like make, I want to make clear. Oh, I see what you're saying. When, yeah, when, how, old, how old do you want their child to be before you finally get this dog or pet? I don't have an exact number, but like five, six? Ooh, that's a long event horizon. <laughs> when are you going to have children? Well, the plan that I was given a list of... Um, Emily recently quit her job because we're about to move. Where are you going to? Uh, Montana. Oh, big sky country. Yes. That's where we both, that's where we met and then grew up. And Oh, you're going home. Yes. Good. Basically. To uh, have children? No, but... <laughs> or just to postpone... A new job. Em- or just to postpone Emily's happiness as long as possible. <laughs> no. To deny her both children and pets while no. you figure out your spreadsheet. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a personal what? question, but she right. wants a pet and you're saying no pets till we have kids. So I'm just trying to get a sense of what your time frame is here, Alex. Right, right. No, I, I would be happy with no pet ever, but I know that's important to her. So I will have a pet. I just The order is the only issue I have. Well, if you are interested in no pet ever, let me recommend cat. Because... <laughs> that cat will immediately dislike you. Disdain you. It'll it'll sense that you dislike it, and it will it will stay the hell away from you unless it is peeing on something you own. <laughs> but you're gonna be living in Montana, and I have a feeling that that cat's gonna get eaten quick. They're tough there. What's that? The, the cats are tough. The there. cats are tough there. Yeah. yeah, but what about those Montana lions? <laughs> what about those Montana catamounts and cougars? I don't know what's in Montana. Huey <laughs> Lewis like of Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> That's the cruel paradox of Montana, is that you go there because you want to see Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis in the News because he lives there, but then it's so sparsely populated you never run into him. (laughs) 
Or Henry Winkler. <laughs> he ends up keeping all that handsome for himself. Alex, have you broken the state of Montana down into a grid that you can cover each quadrant looking for Huey Lewis and, a, and, and that will increase your statistical probability of running into him and his wonderful eyebrows? That yeah, grid is called a series of hip-to-be squares. Oh, my God. No, no, no. No, you're all fired. You're all fired. Alexa! Alexa, play Huey Lewis in the news sports. Oh, my goodness. Where were we? <laughs> Amy, man, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I disagree with your cat assessment. Oh, really? But I think if people don't like cats, the cat will sense it and will stay away. Yeah. A cat is a slow burn. It takes a long time to trust you, but when it does, it's very, very cuddly and loving. Yeah. Because we had two cats. They were, like, all over us. But we like cats. And she wants a cat. Emily think, wants a cat, and he doesn't want a pet. I think this is the perfect compromise because the cat will leave him alone, but gravitate towards Emily. Right. And then Emily will have a sweet little thing to, to lay in her lap while they watch TV. Yeah. And uh, everybody will be happy. Right, and once just like in my experience, when you have children. Yeah. <laughs> and when you when you have your child, you know that that's your your hands are going to be full. You're not going to want to add extra feces handling into your life at that point. I'm sorry to say, and I think a cat a cat is a good low maintenance animal for you to have in Montana, and when you have your little bundle of non-pet joy, your human child, uh, your cat will turn on both of you. <laughs> so since, since it's going to be a while before you have kids, <laughs> well, I don't know how long it's going to be. You haven't decided yet, right? No, we have not decided. Okay. In any case, I order that you get a cat and you name that cat Huey Lewis. Please welcome to the stage Lisa and Mike. Lisa and Mike. Also, you guys have to get two rubber cat masks to wear. <laughs> Who brings this case before me? Who seeks justice here in the court of Judge John Hodgman? I do. That it would be Lisa. And what is the nature of your dispute, Lisa? Um, Mike has a lot of CDs. Compact discs? Compact discs. Or disc. certificates of deposit? Yeah. But it's, it's, a good, it's a good question. It's it, a good it, question. It is, because but certificates of deposit are useful. Right? <laughs> Yet compact discs take up a lot of room in our house. Our house is uh, under 1,200 square feet. We live in San Luis Obispo, California. Super beautiful. Woohoo, San Luis! And uh, Mike is a, is a music aficionado. He has a lot of, also a lot of vinyl records, which I have no problem with. Sure, no, everyone loves vinyl records. Everyone. And, um, but or as we enthusiasts call them, vinyls. Have you heard people calling them vinyls lately? I've never heard anyone calling them It makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's got a lot of CDs still. He does, he has a, um, and, and in fact, there's a, um, a, we we bought our house in 2006, and mm -hmm. um, and it was and it, I was just about to have a baby. Where, where's that couple? I was just about to have a baby, and, right. and we didn't know anything about babies and sure. how much space they take up, and 
sure. in, in your life and stuff. About three it, cubic feet. Serious. <laughs> and so there was a whole room that was like dedicated to like music and doing music type things. And there was a whole wall like, what are we going to do with this wall? Right. And so and my, you had one room dedicated to your 35 cats. <laughs> sure. And so a whole wall was 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 dedicated to some, some shelving for CDs. So it's 2006, so people are still listening to CDs. And like immediately, people stopped listening to CDs. But we still have this, because Mike built the shelves, and they're still there. And there's hundreds, thousands, I don't know. No. Well, all right. First of all, how many are there, Mike? <sighs> Probably between 500 to 1,000, maybe. Why? Oh, no, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe why, less. Maybe why, less, actually. Why have the CDs? What is it? I mean, because vinyls, which is what I call them. <laughs> I mean, Amy Mann, vinyls are, are works of art. Right? Uh, please don't use that term. <laughs> you know, when you come home and you put on some really awesome sweet mills that you picked up at oh. a flea market. Oh, my God. <laughs> The sound quality is so beautiful, and you get to look at the, the big null cover. Uh, that's a work of art. I hate you it. Know? Honey, honey, I'm going, I'm going to Whole Foods. Can you pick me up some nils while you're there? Uh, I hate it, and I can't wait to torture my husband with it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's put out some of my favorite nils, I have to say. Thank you. Yeah. So I work hard on those nils. What do you think about... We should explain. Amy is married to Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about a person in 2019, when this is being recorded, if you're listening in the far distant future, uh, who has 500 to 1,000 CDs? Uh, I, think, I, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. It's not... Because it, I, I think the the idea of is a CD useless or not is is uh, is um, a red herring. Mm -hmm. The issue is parody, and it's how much room do I have for my stuff, and how much room do you have for your stuff, uh, and is that equitable? It's not sort of arguing about you know look I don't know CDs may come back in who knows I probably not you know we also. <laughs> We, we put our CDs in those dumb binders, so we got yeah. like those lying around somewhere. <laughs> I remember when I thought um, that was really paring down. Yeah. <laughs> My husband has a lot of nils. Yeah. And I just got into an argument with him about their alphabetized. Sure. And I had about... Overall or by genre? Both. It, yeah. And I where does where does he put bossa nova? Because I feel like I put it in Latin. I feel weird about it. That's jazz. It's South yeah. American. It's yeah. jazz. Okay. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Stan Gad's bossa nova. That's yeah. Um, I had about eight of my own vinyl rendition of my record, Mental Illness, and I wanted to put it on the shelf, mm -hmm. alphabetized in my section. Sure. And he in the, in the wife section. Really, <laughs> he really, really did not want me to do that. Why? Because I don't. I guess he felt like it was like stock and not of not like part of his vinyl collection. He hadn't chosen. Yeah. To, to he hadn't. He wasn't sure if he wanted to buy that Nils yet. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I want to stress this is about ten feet of vinyl. 
Right. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of vinyl. And uh, should I had we be a, hearing your case? Yeah. <laughs> as long yeah. as nobody calls my wife, I'm happy. <laughs> but the issue for me was just fairness. You have many, many feet of vinyl. I have an inch of vinyl I would like to put on a shelf. That feels like it's fair to have to make a space for. Yeah, it. I find in your favor for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just want to make it clear that I made room for my wife's cousin Luke's vinyl. That's very nice. It is very I, nice. I find in your favor. <clears throat> now, Lisa, Lisa, and Mike, you're still here. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't realize how many. How many uh, Nils uh, aficionados were on the stage right now? <laughs> How many disputes arise from it? I did not think of the parody issue. Uh, is uh, Mike's uh, CD collection crowding out stuff that you would like to display or taking up space that is otherwise needed for stuff yeah. that you have? <clears throat> yeah, it's more about taking up space because we have just three small bedrooms right. and you know, four people living in the house, two cats, by the way. Hey, hey, cats. Sure. Um, so, and, and so it's just, it's too much. You know, we have, you know, there's like several places around the house for all the nils. Right. Um, and, um, and so to have a whole wall of compact discs that are not played, that, and that's the whole thing, is that, is that when, you, when, you, when, you live in a, when you live in a house that's so small with, with kids, so 12 and 8, just so you can picture them too. And, sure. Um, um, you have to sort of yeah. pare down. So yeah. let's take a look. You send in some evidence. Ooh, yes. And here is... What? That's a lot of nils. So it's a lot of nils. On the right-hand side, we have a, a photograph of the vinyl collection, including a pretty sweet uh, copy of uh, the original motion picture soundtrack to 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> that is I see a, Strategically I see a, placed. I see a paperback of the hit book Vacation Land. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, on the left-hand side... There is a picture of Vacation Land by John Hodgman and, and nothing else as far as I can see. I, that doesn't look like anything to me. Um, yeah, I guess my concern is you have these shelves, but you kind of need more room for paperbacks of Vacation Land yes. by just John Hodgman. No, here's a bit, here, are, here are these shelves uh, full of CDs, and of course all these photos will be available on the MaximumFun.org, Judge It Honors page, and the Instagram Judge It Honors. Uh, <laughs> And you have, you know, they're very, they're, they're, you know, the, the rule of this court is the difference between a hoard and a collection is display. And insofar as, if, if there is any way to tastefully display 500 to 1,000 CDs, this is about as best as you can do. <laughs> Plus, you got a pretty sweet ET head on the top shelf. <laughs> Although maybe, maybe you have some weird rubber gloves on the top shelf as well. I'm, I and made that, that when I was 10. What, the, the ET head? Yeah. That's a mic original? Fantastic. Your Mike, did it? you grow up to be a professional ET maker? <laughs> so, <clears throat> a lot. <laughs> do you listen to the CDs a lot? Uh, yeah, I do. I pop them into the car. Sometimes it's just more convenient to take that CD and put it in the car. Instead they of have having a, to do they have pair a, your phone or hook up your phone and listen to Spotify or whatever. Uh, sure. Which we have. Let the record reflect that Mike indicated technology. <laughs> <laughs> do they have... Do, tell, me, tell me if... The, is it just convenience or do they have meaning to you? Do they have sentimental meaning? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of old-fashioned that way where I, I love the ritual of just 
taking something out and popping it into the player, just like vinyl, and just being able to like look at the artwork and uh, Nils. Um, when you say just like vinyl, you mean just like vinyl, but way worse. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not as not as romantic as vinyl. By the way, I just wanted to point out that the bottom two rows are uh, the there's a Criterion collection there that I really love, and I just cannot part with it. There's no way. DVDs. Uh, Blu-rays, Blu-rays, and Blu-rays DVDs. Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah. yeah. Do you have F for fake, the Orson Welles movie? Oh, I love that, but I don't have it. I want to get it, All but right. I got to ask her. Let first. that be the last one that you ever get. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that you can pare some of this down, in order to? Is that? Do I mean? Do you feel every one of those things is necessary? Amy Mann is up there somewhere. Well, obviously that's necessary. That's obviously a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> you should Under also get W for wife. If you'd like to buy eight copies of Amy Mann's Mental Illness on vinyl, I know I where got you. It. I got it. I know at where home. you can get cool. one. You can get eight actually. Awesome. Do you feel you can pare that down? Sure. Of course. You do. Yeah. Okay. Because the reason I ask is that I'm not sure if you know this, but aside from uh, my uh, podcast, I also have an, an award-winning uh, Netflix show. Uh, where I help people tidy up their homes. <laughs> you speak Japanese, really? No, no, it's, I, don't, I don't know why you would ask that question. This is my idea that I had. It's called the all-the-time all sorcery of getting rid of junk. <laughs> Us, using the, the Hodge-Mano method of touching your compact discs and seeing if they electrify you with happiness or not. <laughs> and I, 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 I don't, what I see here is, is tidy, mo mostly tidiness. That middle shelf is kind, of a, is kind of junk. And that open cardboard box on top, on the top shelf on top of those DVDs, like I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight That's because my of that. I'm just going to be thinking about that. What's up there in that open cardboard box? That's my wife's Christmas present because this thing is so daunting to her that, it, that like it scares her that I knew that she would not climb up to the top there yeah. to get to take a peek at Yeah, her well, but I mean Christmas it present. You, do you know also you have tea. Also ET, yeah. <laughs> that's that that's no good. I mean, it, it, there is a little bit of, uh, of uh, a teetering element to this. And um, you know, you, you mentioned you have cats. Do you have photos of the cats? There was one that I sent in. Can I don't, we take I'm a look? Sure. Oh, we don't have it? Oh, we got rid of it. Uh, Jennifer burned it. Uh, <laughs> they're they're I mean, adorable. They're adorable. I'm sure they are, but yeah. you know, yeah. uh, how old are they? Um, just about a year old. Oh, yeah, so they're young. But then yeah. you go to the vet? Yes. Okay, because yeah. uh, just uh, as new cat owners for both your sake mm -hmm. and the previous couples, the, in, the, in the first three years of life, the number one cause of cat's demise, are you aware of this? Being crushed by jewel cases. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I order you to do one thorough John Hodgmano method clear out to get this thing down to a more reasonable size so you really have only the stuff you like. The nils you can keep, that's fine. But the, you gotta tidy up that shelf a, a little bit more so that your life can be a little bit more in balance in the, in the Hodgmano way. Good, this is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa and Mike. Please welcome Mark and Alexis. Hello, who brings this case before me? Uh, I bring this case against my wife, Alexis. And your name is Mark? Yes. All right. And uh, what justice do you seek in the court of Judge John Hodgman? That's me. 
my wife has uh, encouraged me to bake bread, but after this last summer when the temperature was over 85 degrees, she ordered me to not bake bread if it's above 85 degrees due to the heat in the house. Ah, okay. And how often do you bake bread? About three times a week. Whoa, wow. That's uh, pretty unusual in... <laughs> you live in Los Angeles? We live around the corner from here. Oh, well, I'm glad we could make it convenient for you. <laughs> That's a lot of bread to bake in a largely ketogenic community. Uh, we have a two-year-old who basically every morning only wants to eat Dada toast. Oh, man. Yeah. You... He, you to the have point that, the life. To the point that he has rejected Brooklyn Bagel, which is directly across the street from where we are, oh, wow. and has said, no, thank you. I want Dada toast. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. It's so great to feed kids because <laughs> they're so eat. appreciative. So consistently <laughs> appreciative. <laughs> it, just, it just makes you feel really useful for a minute. <laughs> I notice you have a bundle wrapped up in your lap. I that's do. either a loaf of bread or a cat. Uh-huh. It's a loaf of bread. Okay, let's take a look at that loaf of bread. Oh, two different tea towels. Oh, thank This is you. a bribe. How can you take it? Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm going down to the dressing room now. Uh, Bailiff Jesse Thorne, will you uh, uh, break off a hunk of that bread for me? Mm-hmm. This is a handsome loaf. It's a ha- what kind of loaf is it? What are we talking about? Uh, the New York Times four-hour speedy no-need recipe. Speedy no-need recipe. Enjoy this, misophonias. <laughs> mm. You know what? I disagree. I do need. I need it a lot. Mm. Oh, it's good. Bre- it's good bread. Does he bake good bread? Yeah, he makes good bread. What's the problem? It gets too hot? It gets too hot. We um, live in an old L.A. apartment that does not have air conditioning. And um, we actually have a, um, we do have a, like a unit built into the wall, but it's in the living room, which is two rooms away from the kitchen. Uh-huh. And that one unit is supposed to cool the whole house. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do the it job. It does not do the job. Do you rent or you own? We rent. Okay. You should talk to your landlord about uh, getting some better AC in there. Yeah. Yeah. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently the landlord is here. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Ha ha! <laughs> I'm not saying that that's a solution to your husband's manic bread baking. Right, right. But that, that would increase your comfort overall, correct? True, true. How hot does it get? How does it feel? In the house in the summertime, at the peak, when we were like having 100 degree days, yeah. it was about 99 in the house. Yeah. So not a big difference from outside. And do you get, when it gets too hot in the kitchen, do you get out? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I turn on the oven fan, which, you know, uh-huh. has a little something. Doesn't really do much. No. Does, it bother, does it bother you, Mark, or are you just so you know, I, bread happy that you don't I really this? like bread. Are you baking it in the nude? Just to stay cool? Sometimes, sometimes in the underwear. Yeah. He's not joking. You're not joking? <laughs> no, no. It gets really hot in L.A., and during the summer, sometimes you just hang out in the house in your underwear. Yeah, gross and sexy. <laughs> You ever stumble into the kitchen and see your husband baking in his underwear and be like, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> On the occasion, yes. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, you sent in some evidence. Is that correct? We did. All right. Let's see this evidence. Oh, it is a loaf of bread and a cat. Yes. 
what is this meant to represent other than a, a visual bribe for bailiff Jesse Thorne? Uh, this was the other loaf I baked yesterday. I baked one for you, and I baked one for uh, my family and my kid. Mm-hmm. So well, it was chilly is, yesterday. You yeah. don't mind. You don't mind the. Oh baking no, one. I don't mind it at all. Right. So, uh, and and the name of your cat? Uh, that is Frida. Oh, okay, yeah, lovely, Frida. fantastic. Yeah. And does we, we, she does she cuddle up with all your loaves before you? No, we we had another cat. I, I think the photo didn't show up. We we had another cat, an older cat that mm-hmm. used to actually sleep on the oven from oh. time to time. And is that cat no longer? That with cat us? has passed. Crushed by he, jewel boxes. Yes, oh. yes, yeah. We condoed that cat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's. <laughs> I thought he had a few more months. She was like, let's just, we're, it doesn't bring me joy anymore. I thought John was the king of making super dark jokes about cats dying on this podcast. Well, what would you have me, you want me to tell him to not, what, what's the max temp, max internal temperature before the oven goes on in your house? Uh, if it could be 85 or lower. Right. Also, it could just be a, t- I mean, that's one. And then other could be time of day. So like professional bakers get up at like two in the morning to right, bake. Right. The, the coolest time of the day. And oftentimes he's baking at 6 p.m. when the house is like the hottest part yeah, of the yeah, day. Yeah. That's when you're supposed to be making dinner and relaxing at the end of the day, Mark. I, I order you when it's above 85 to get nude, <laughs> set your alarm for 2 a.m., and give your wife a treat. That's the sound of a gavel. Mark and Alexis. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome back to the stage the great Amy Mann. Amy Mann.
22nd floor Found a notice on my door While outside the sun is shining on Those little bones, those little bones Thanks to all of our litigants for sharing their cases with us. We have another show in Los Angeles coming up on June 6th. If you're in the area and you want to have your own dispute heard on our stage, visit MaximumFun.org JJHO. Tickets are on sale now. You can find the ticket link at MaximumFun.org. We've got a lot of great stuff lined up for the show, including musical guest Pete Fields. You won't want to miss it. If you happen to be coming to Max FunCon, note that that is the night before Max FunCon. So why not add a day to your trip? We also want to thank Amy Mann for playing some beautiful music on this show and for helping us dispense swift justice. You can find her podcast with Ted Leo, The Art of Process, right here at MaximumFun.org. Her latest album, Mental Illness, is out now wherever music is sold. This show was recorded by Matthew Barnart, and our producer is the great Jennifer Marmer. We'll see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.